Welcome to another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast, where if you parent to the beat of a different drum, this is the podcast for you. Today, we're going to talk about purpose. Kind of, we get, at least myself, get lost in the day-to-day ins and outs of just work and life and everything, and kind of forget what your purpose is. So, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that, and... Hopefully, it will help you find your purpose. Rogue Dad Podcast. Here we go. Purpose. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. I'm going to say that again so that it really sinks in because I think this is my most important episode, um, my most important podcast to date. Uh, I'm going to say that one more time. Purpose, the reason for which something is done or created or which something exists. (coughs) Excuse me. I wanted to talk about purpose and... I want to talk about it by kind of telling a story. And I hope that this story will convey why I'm choosing the word purpose for today's podcast. And when you listen to this, I hope that you have a better understanding of your dad, and just everything, okay? So, since the second I met you, Rogue, my life has gotten extremely better. Before I met you, and when I mean met you, I mean when your mom landed in Cabo San Lucas at the airport and I kissed you in her belly. Like I kissed her belly. From that moment, I was snapping my fingers. From that moment, my life has gotten better and only continues to get better. Now, the reason your mother flew to Mexico is because I was there on the run from a life sentence for beating somebody up. Uh, Not even that bad either, man. Shit. Dude drove home. Uh, And not that it makes it right. I'm just saying it wasn't that fucking bad. But because I had gotten in some trouble in the 90s, it had compounded and they were trying to strike me out. So, your Uncle Knapp and his family uh, took me in, in Mexico. And I went down there, and then I met some other people and made some connections and ended up in Cabo San Lucas. And your mom came down there and then went back home and then came back, and I met you. I kissed your belly, and... I got arrested almost immediately. 
<laughs> and I know you may be thinking, why am I saying that ever since I've met you, my life has gotten better if as soon as I met you, I got arrested? And I will tell you, that is because I was on the run for a life sentence. And although I did do some very cool things in Cabo San Lucas, uh, I was scared every day, every minute, every second. I was stressed out. I was going crazy and trying to keep all these different stories together with all these different people and lying to people that I really cared about and and still care about. Like it eats at me that I, I lied to a good friend of mine, Mal, from the very beginning, he was one of the best guys I've ever met. And lying to him and knowing that that's how I started my relationship with him, it still hurts me, you know, it still affects me. And I just, I was so over it. I hate, I hated always being on the run. I hated always worrying. I hated yelling with your mom and just like oh, I hated it but I mean I don't want to say it was all you know I, I you can find a little bit of good and you know I did swim with the whale sharks you know that's something that's amazing I, I've swam next to one and looked one in the eye and touched it and swam with it and you know uh, I went fucking I rode quads and ATVs on the beach you know I snorkeled in some of the most beautiful waters in the world Saw some of the coolest things. Uh, and I met some really, very, really cool people, man. I met some very, very cool people. And I went to my buddy Benny's wedding, you know, and I got, I went to the pyramids. I got to do some very cool things. I did. And I'm not saying it was all bad, but there was always, I was always under that cloud of my past and lies and shit, you know? And it's a weird thing to say, but there was a bit of relief, a, a huge relief, uh, once I got arrested because I wasn't worried about it anymore. It happened. I, I knew what I was facing. I knew I was going back to get life. And you start wrapping your head around that, and that kind of throws a glitch in your brain, you know, some synapses don't fire off right when you think you're getting life and never getting out of prison again. It does something to your brain, you know. Uh, but I get back and within 24 hours of being back, I go from being on the run to for life because that's what my lawyer told me, you know, told me and your mom. And I get six years with halftime. And if I get to somewhere where I can get milestones and get good behavior, I can even do less. So the second I meet you, I go from being on the run for a life sense, never seeing my brother again, never seeing my sister again, never seeing her kids. Like that was a fucking fucked up thing to have to think about. Never seeing Pete again, never, you know, just never seeing her, 
my friends and my family and you know that was a really rough thing to uh, come to terms with to getting out in at the most at the most six years because if I do six years with half and I get a write-up or two or the longest they can keep me in there unless I get a DA referral which was not going to happen because I had you to get out to was six years. That was the longest they could keep me there. Now, I end up going, okay, so the second I meet you, I end up going from a life sentence to six years and a half. It's already better. Then I go to the softest prison and get the best job. It wasn't just, I had, I went to Ironwood. Your mom came to visit me. It was close. Like I could have stayed there. I got the best fucking job there. I was a sergeant's clerk because he saw me hitting the bag and we started talking MMA. Uh, and then, you know, Avenal, I fucking get a great job there. I'm actually working PIA, sending money home, you know, uh, and this job. And then I get family visits. So I get to see you. I spend weekends with you. Then I get this job that allows me to become a butcher when I get out. And I get out two weeks later. It was literally 14 days. It was the 14th day I was out that I went, looked up butcher. Your mom hooked me up with this fucking job out in Chino, Kehoe, or uh, Kohi, or whatever it was. it's called. Uh working in a warehouse and the guy tells me, look, we're going to be working like 16 hour day. I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, I'm just stoked on being a dad. I'm just spending real time with you. Fuck you. There's no way. And it was on a spur, spur of the moment notice. Like we would be getting ready to clock out and a truck could pull up and we would have to undo, you know, un, uh, <clears throat> unload it. Fuck all that. So I literally sat in the parking lot after that job interview Typed in my phone, fucking uh, butcher jobs, and I go and I get the first one I fucking went for. And because of the job I had in prison, I was able to fucking be confident in enough in getting the job. I told him I didn't know much about beef, but I knew about pork from farming. I knew about sheep. I knew about fucking chickens. I, I knew it. And I told him, look, I'll learn what the fuck I need. So then I get the butcher job. So far, since I've met you, everything I've said I was going to do, I did. Okay? It keeps, it, it, it keeps going. Hang on, Rob. So, okay. So I get the butcher job. And I'm killing it at it. It, it wasn't easy all the time. You know, I work six days a week. It's not always fucking great. But... I end up getting in a position where I can pretty much do anything I fucking want. I would go lay fucking boxes down in the freezer and fucking take naps sometimes. Like, it, it, it's, I've gotten it to where I, I can do pretty much what I want. You know what I mean? I can, uh, I got good at my job. I was kind of a lead man. They wanted to talk about making me manager. So once again, I do exactly what I say, and I'm killing it. And I had it as good as you could possibly have it. And I'm not saying I'm trying to glamorize prison. I'm not trying to glamorize fucking working six days a week. It fucking sucked. But 
I had it about as good as you can fucking have it in these situations. I even changed how the shit was done at that job. Like talking to HR about the mask and being behind glass. I've even like effectively changed things that will probably stay there forever. Uh, and then stand up and my podcast has been going fucking awesome. And I can't dedicate it as much time as I really, you know, want to focus on it. And, you know, like I would want to on them, you know, it's kind of been hard being funny when fucking not much funny right now, you know? Uh, but it's just been fucking really cool. And then, okay. So this is when I have my epiphany. Okay. For, oh, first, let me say, and on top of it, <laughs> the Chiefs win the fucking Super Bowl. Since you've been alive, we watched that together. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I've been a fucking Chiefs fan since I was at Brookhurst Junior High in fucking like seventh grade. They've never won the Super Bowl. Since you've been alive, you're fucking three. I don't even know if you were three. You might have been two. Okay, let's just say if you were three, okay? Just in your three years, let's think of what they've done, okay? We're in 2020, 17, okay. Uh, okay, 17, I think they, they won the wild card against Tennessee. I'm guessing in Tennessee. Okay, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Okay, so it was Pittsburgh the year before that. They lost to. Okay, so 2017, they won. They lost the wild card to Tennessee. Uh, 2018, they beat the fucking Colts in the divisional and then lost to New England in the conference championship. And then New England went in and won the fucking Super Bowl. Uh, and then 2019... Divisional champs against fucking Texas. I'm pretty sure it was Texas or Tennessee. And no, because then they beat the conference champs. Oh, that's right, because they got beat by fucking Tennessee before that. That's right. So they beat the, the divisional champ title, beat the Texans, Houston's, and then won the conference champs against Tennessee Titans. And then, because it gets right, because they came back. And then they go to the Super Bowl against the fucking Niners. And they win that, coming back to that fucking win, too. Because they were down at the half on that win. On that game, I mean. So, even since you've been born, even my fucking football team finally wins a fucking championship. You brought good luck to that. But this, this next one. This is when I had this, uh, I guess it was an epiphany. I don't know what you want to call it. This fucking lightning strike, you know. Uh, I went up north. I got a free car. It's a reliable Honda Accord. Uh I went up and I got it from my buddy, Polly. He calls me up. He says, hey, man. He sends me a couple pictures of it. I got this car from my brother. He uh, came out here to work. He's a fucking dipshit. He went back east. But I got this car. You want it? You can have it. Come get it. So, knowing that Polly, Let me take a drink real quick. Knowing that Polly is a gearhead. 
I know that car was very well taken care of. I know he went through it like a fucking mechanic who bought a car for his fucking brother. Boom, I'm up there. Me and Eric rent a fucking, I believe it was a Charger or a Challenger. Uh, rent a car, go up there with you and me and Uncle Eric. <laughs> it was so fucking cool knowing that we've done that. We did, the whole time I'm doing it, I was thinking like, I hope you remember this, even just a little. Like I remember when I was little, a little bit. But I hope when you're like 10 or nine or 13, like I hope you remember it because you met your great grandfather. You met my grandpa. And that was just like, you were running through the fucking vineyards that I used to run through when I was a kid. Like, it was so, uh, God, it was really emotional for me to see you running ahead of me. I used to chase Eric through those fucking vineyards, you know? I used to fucking uh, chase dogs. I had uh, kissing girls, you know, like being a young teenager. I had been going there my whole life. And now here's my daughter. My awesome daughter. And I'm there because I'm picking up a free car from my buddy who, I mean, come on. Who gets this kind of luck? Everything I've been saying I was going to do has happened. And then on top of it, the universe provides a fucking free car. And driving back. Okay, so you meet your grandpa. We have homemade ice cream with the berries that were picked in the fucking vineyards. You meet your Aunt Vicky, my great aunt, or your great aunt. You know, you meet Uncle Steve. And, you know, it's, everyone's joking. Grandpa's making you laugh. And, you know, you got jam and... God, it was so, uh, dude, it was, it was a little too much sometimes, man. Like, I'm glad I was wearing sunglasses because there was a couple times where I just, I literally had to hold back tears because seeing you ask, <sighs> seeing you ask, uh, Man, I might have to edit this. <laughs> Seeing you ask my grandpa for more ice cream. Man, that was fucking... So cool. With my brother there. And, uh, I just, I swear to God, in that moment, I was just 
so happy. And uh, I was there because my friend gave me a free car. Like, <sighs> so then I get this car and I'm driving back and we're in Big Sur and I'm getting tired and I'm thinking maybe I can just keep going and maybe I can just keep going and then we come across this cool fucking little hotel and <sighs> we get a room and I'm just, I'm laying there and I'm just thinking like, you're my purpose. Because I, I, that's what it dawned on me. Like, since I met you, everything has went right. <laughs> everything has... Even the fucking Chiefs win the fucking Super Bowl. It just keep getting better and better. Every year since you've been born, they went further in the Super Bowl. Or they went further in the playoffs. Until they finally win last year. Like... <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I really do believe, I believe it, that everything good that has happened to me is because you're here. Like, for anybody who's listening to this, who has a dad or a mom, or, like, imagine the relationship you would have with them if they thought that everything good that happened to them was because the universe knew you had to take care of this kid, that their purpose was you. Think if your dad thought your his purpose on this planet in this existence was you. And I know that maybe some people like, okay, so... Another thing I was thinking on that drive is that I, I'm really good at a lot of things and I'm kind of good at a, even more. Like I'm what you call a jack of all trades, a master of none. And I'm not blaming anybody, but I do know that I, if I had a nurturing environment instead of a restrictive environment, that, dude, I I wouldn't doubt I could be a UFC champion. I don't doubt that I could be a very successful artist. I don't doubt that I could be a successful comedian or musician. Like, everything I know, I was taught on my own. I did it myself. I absolutely did. Everything I'm good at, I taught myself. And I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> But it's 100% true. Uh, I've, uh, I've learned things by watching people, of course. You know, I didn't, I, wasn't, I didn't just get plucked off a fucking island and know what I know. I watched people. I went to classes. I, but my mom never taught me any of the shit I know. She taught me the opposite. I learned what I know because of what she showed me. Because of her fucking fucked up eating habits and her being a fucking fat ass. I fucking learned how to eat right and take care of myself. I watched her fucking hobble 
at fucking 40, at 35. Fuck no. She was a horrible example for health and living. That's a huge motivation for why I am the way I am about fitness. And then I got a love for it because I saw the benefits and I saw it. I was good at it. Physical attributes. I'm very good at physical stuff. Very good. Uh, I know a lot about it, all kinds of stuff. And in that car ride, in that hotel room and driving back, I was coming, I started thinking like, I started thinking that everything good has happened to me since you've been born. Like I started thinking, I'm get, here I am getting a free car. I was thinking about you seeing grandpa and I started playing it back in my head. Like I've had good luck. Like I started thinking how lucky I am. I got this fucking car. And then I started thinking about the, all the other things and the other things and the other things. And then I thought, when did they start? Because before you, it wasn't good. I was on the run. So then you come along. And hang on. I'm going to blow my nose because I was just crying. Okay. I know that was probably only like a split second, but it was actually, I went to the restroom too. Okay, so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, and I hope I remember my train of thought. I was really trying to keep remembering, but... I'm sitting here, I'm thinking of, I'm retracing all the good things. I'm sitting here thinking, how, how many people get a free, reliable, good car? Like, I just thought it was so nice of this guy to do this. And like, why would he do that? And, and I started thinking like, I've had a lot of good things happen. And they've been happening since you, I met you. And... That was the first time in 45 years I can honestly say I've thought of a higher a higher power. And I'm not saying God. I'm not saying Buddha or like nobody. I'm literally say, thinking that was the first time I've legitimately thought the universe is looking out for me because of you. Or just, even that there was a universe, that's the first time I've ever gave legitimate thought to there being some type of plan, like some type of anything. I had, I used to bash religion. I still do. I don't, give, I don't fucking believe that some dude was nailed up on a cross. This is such fucking bullshit. I think it happened, but he didn't walk on water. He didn't turn water into wine. I think psychedelics had a lot to do with it. That's something completely different. But out of 45 years, and let me tell you, Rogue, there's been a lot of times that, and I'm not trying to spook you. I'm not trying to freak you out. I'm not trying to sound dramatic but there's a lot of times until now this you hearing my voice my life could have ended uh i've been and i'm not even saying dramatic stuff like uh, gunfights and shit like that i mean i have been stabbed i've been in riots i've been stabbed uh i've been beat up by cops uh fuck a couple times uh i've been jumped <sighs> Man, try being white in Orange County Jail, fucking B9, bombers, fucking, fuck, it's like a fucking, you're fighting three or four Mexicans almost every day. Uh, so then, 
<laughs> Sorry, I've been drinking a little bit. <laughs> that went deep a little bit. Uh, okay, so my point... Oh, I'm kiteboarding. I've been, you know... Uh, or kite skating, where, like, you had this fabric velcro to my ankles. It's like new uh, parachute uh, nylon to your ankles and your wrists. And you when you uh, open up and you put your arms out, it, the air catches in it, it slows you down. So when you crouch down and you pull the fabric down, you go fast. So me and my bus, my, my buddy Russ, my bus, me and my buddy Russ were doing it up in Santa Barbara, you know, and this one time we did it fucking, whoo, man, I came... I, I mean, I want to say inches, but I would say centimeters from getting hit coming around this one corner by a construction truck with their bumper, the steel bumper, uh, right in like my th- hip thigh area. Like it would hit if it hit me, if I didn't move my hip, like my butt, it would hit me right there. So I'm assuming it probably would definitely at the very least shattered my hip if I didn't hit it and then roll either under that truck or get hit by a car behind me or the next car or whatever, you know, like I would definitely would have died if I hit that fucking car and I came that truck and I came very, 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 very close. Um... I mean, I've been skydiving. I've done stupid shit on dirt bikes, skateboarding. I mean, I could, dude, fighting. Fuck, man. I could have hit my head on something, you know? Like, there's just been a lot of times I could have died. But thinking who gets a free car and then how long I've been getting good stuff happen and then equating it to. The second I met you, I started thinking that was the first time I thought, holy shit. Let's think about this. One constant in my life is I've always been a good teacher. And because I was picked on a lot as a little kid and, you know, even a teenager... Uh, before I learned how to fight the right way, I root for the underdog and I I gravitate towards the people who get picked on. So like in jail, in prison, you know, I always stuck up for the fucking, the underdog and the kids that got picked on. And because I know how to fight, I used to fight a lot. And like getting hit isn't no thing to me. I hate saying that, and, and it's such a bad thing to say. But getting punched, it's not a big thing. Getting kicked, it's not a big deal to me. Uh, so I I didn't mind sticking up for the little guys, you know. And I've always been able to have patience with them and teach people. And I can teach tough guys too. I'm not trying to say it. I'm just saying gravitating towards the underdog has given me a, the a little more patience because I understand where they're coming from. You know, I understand what it's like to get picked on. And I understand what it's like to be scared. So when you're trying to build confidence, I understand what it takes to to get someone to to believe in themselves. And I think 
that getting somebody to believe in themselves when they don't, man, I wish my parents had that. I wish my parents could have fucking got me to believe in myself. And I started thinking, like, if everything good that's happened to me has been since I met you, then I have to be here for you. You have to, you are my purpose. You're why I'm so good at a bunch of things. And not, I mean, I I don't want to sound shitty, but not successful at them. Why am I not in the UFC? Whether it be because I fucked up myself or whether I didn't have the guidance or whether I didn't have somebody nurturing or whether I didn't have the focus or somebody tell me to focus or whatever the fuck the reason is, I had the potential and I'm not there. I have the potential to be a great artist, a great musician. You know, I'm a good musician. I think I'm a good guitar player. And I've only been getting serious about it the last few years because that's the only time I've been able to do it. You know, I didn't have somebody nurturing those things growing up. And now I know what that feels like so I can give that to you. I can nurture those things. And I started thinking, and maybe some people might think it's a way to come to terms with failures. You know, I, 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 there was time when I want, I would have believed I was going to be in the UFC. Absolutely. You know, I've trained with guys that are. I absolutely, I, I fucking have thought it's a possibility. Did I think I could have a song on the radio that everybody fucking sings? And Absolutely. Did I think I could have a piece of artwork or a drawing or a stand-up comedy special on Netflix that everybody's fucking quoting? Absolutely. Or, fuck, I still think I can write a script that everybody will like a, a movie. You know, I still have think I have those in me. Absolutely. But there's a difference between thinking you have those things in you and being okay with if you have those things in you and them happening for you, my daughter. Like, I know that sounds like weird, like you're coming, you're okay with failure or maybe you're even giving up and I'm not giving up. I'm not saying that I'm giving up on anything. I still write, I still play music, I still do all that shit. And I plan to do that forever and ever because I love doing those things. Uh, it's just very weird right now, COVID, and you know you can't really do stand-up. Uh, and that's another thing. Even during COVID, I've been okay. I was thinking about that too. Like, like I still had a, a job, and now I'm even got it. Like, I'm even now I'm in a better position now financially for you. Like, I'm gonna be able to give you your own room, and like freedom I've financial freedom I've never had and you're here to enjoy that I never had it before you and I've busted my ass before you I've worked crazy hours and now I'm doing the right thing like as far as money goes and stuff like that and I'm not hurting my back anymore I'm not and it's just crazy that you are here for that and it's only been because of you and 
it's not that it's because of you because honestly you don't have anything to do with any of this you're just there matter of fact fuck you cost money you i gotta change your fucking diaper still you fucking say no all the time like fuck dude you're a, a little dick sometimes right now you know what i mean but 99.9% of the time, you're an amazing kid, but you're not doing anything. You're costing me money. I've got to buy you everything. Everything you want now, I have to get you because it makes me feel amazing being able to give you Play-Doh. And you ask for the coolest stuff. You, it's so funny to see what you ask for because I'm assuming you're going to ask for the glitzy and the glamoury stuff. And honestly, you don't. When I let you pick what you want, you literally grab the cheapest book. You literally grabbed $9.99 Play-Doh when I thought you were going to grab the fucking $60 toy right next to it. And you grabbed the creative stuff. Man, I, I love being your dad. I love it. I, and I honestly believe the reason I learned so much about so many things and can teach somebody so many things was because I was meant to be your dad. And I truly believe that it, my purpose is to be your dad. And I don't know if I said this, but think about that if you're listening to this. And think about if your dad thought that everything good that happened to him was because of the universe is giving that to him. Because his purpose is to be your dad and to teach you. Think of the bond you would have with him. And think of what he would do for you. He would do anything for you. Because life is amazing because of you. You're not a burden. You're not a hassle. You're you're not fucking, oh, fuck, I gotta go pick up my kid. You're an, yes, I gotta go pick up my kid. Like, think of the difference. You know, and I, I just don't, don't, I can't imagine not feeling that way. Like, I can't imagine anything that gets in the way of that. Like, any friend that jeopardizes that, anything like that. No, man, I, I'm sorry. I got to cut you off, you know, and it's, I'm so happy that I, now I'm in a position where I can give you literally everything I didn't have. I'm going to teach you music at a young age. I'm going to teach you art. You're going to be able to do anything you want in the house. You want to paint your fucking room purple? I don't give a shit. Let's do this. That's Let's do purple and rainbow stripe. I don't Let's glitter it. Let's do this, you know? Like, ah, I want you to be a kid for as long as you can be a kid for it because it's so hard nowadays, you know? it's Kids aren't kids for very long. And I know that I'm here to provide safety for you and a good environment and knowledge and, you know, teach you how to defend yourself and all of that. And there's a certain relief that comes with knowing what your purpose is. And Rogue, you know, I I know that being your dad is my purpose. And I love it. I love that purpose. The reason for which something is done or created 
or for which something exists. We, you and I knock out two of those purpose. You're my purpose for which something is created or for which something exists. I exist because you're my purpose and I'm your purpose. And like, ah, man, I just, I know it sounds hippy dippy. And I know that sounds crazy because I'm saying the universe is providing me, providing for me because of you. But I believe it. I believe it. I just driving home and I, I got a free car. I was laying in bed thinking who gets a free, reliable, good car. I haven't done anything to it. I got the oil changed. The AC went out. But, you know, it's minor. Like, it runs great. The engine runs great. I just... I love you. And, you know, I just thought purpose. That was a good... I got this new new job and I'm able to give you things that I didn't know I was going to be able to and I've always wanted to and now I can and I just wanted to thank you I guess you know for giving me purpose so there it is I love you sweetie and be safe be smart and be you I love you Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. For those who parent to the beat of a different drum, remember you can find us on, well, I say us, but it's just me. (laughs) Find me at the Rogue Dad Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, You can email me at the Rogue Dad Podcast at Gmail. Uh, Actually, it's just Rogue Dad Podcast at gmail.com. And send me questions, any ideas, any uh, show ideas, any questions. I want to hear from you. All right. Be good. Be good to one another. Peace.